0: and welcome to the self project podcast i'm your host christy martin and I am a life transformation coach who supports others on their personal growth journeys. I'm going to share more about my story and those of others so we can rediscover and reinvent who we are through self-empowerment, holistic wellness, energy therapy, spirituality, sobriety, human design, and so much more. So let's dive right in. Okay, before we dive in, we are going to talk about our podcast giveaway review. So if you have not left a review yet, make sure you listen to the show, leave a review, snapshot your review, and send it to Christy at the Self Project Studio with the subject line podcast review. And then share the podcast on your stories and tag me at underscore Christy Martin to get a bonus entry. So I will be drawing a winner every month for human design chart readings or a Reiki session, so make sure that you send in those reviews and I really appreciate all of your support. So now let's dive in. Welcome back this week. I am so excited for this episode and to introduce you guys to Lauren McKinney who is the CEO and founder of the Picking Me Foundation, which is the very first nonprofit to raise awareness specifically for dermatillomania or the skin picking community. So I really hope that you enjoy all of the valuable tips that she has for us and the really awesome conversation that we had. So yeah, let me just kind of start off by telling you a little bit more about me because I know that we don't know each other. I totally reached out to you out of the blue, Lauren. Um, Totally like a weirdo. That's been kind of my MO this year is I wake up inspired to um, just do something and then I do it before I get scared. So I have been following you for a little bit. My own journey with skin picking or dermatillomania began when I was about 10. So I was a little girl and it was just something that I was just doing almost kind of unconsciously or subconsciously. You didn't even know you were doing it. Just I was bored or I was stressed or it was just happening and I didn't even realize that there was anything wrong with it or that, you know, nobody else maybe did it or that anything was going on until my mom one day was like, okay, enough is enough. We went to the doctor and he's like, well, I think she needs some psychiatric evaluation and you guys need to go that route. And so this is back in like the early 90s where of course mental health back then it was very stigmatized. I mean it still has this level of stigma not like it did then, but I mean we don't talk about it then. Nobody's going to therapy, nobody's talking about any of that. So my mom was very much just like, "Nope, she doesn't need that. He doesn't know what he's talking about." And we went on. And so that was fine for me at the time because I very avoidant. I didn't want to deal with that. I was 10, 11 years old. It was embarrassing. You don't want to deal with that. But then now coming into adulthood, I'm just like, wow, but really has an impact over my life now, how it's shown up over the years. Um, You know, kind of these ebbs and flows. And I think that this probably is this way for a lot, high periods of stress, it shows up more. Um, And just the shame that comes with it, the hiding with the body and the makeup and the not wanting to go out. So, all of these things. And so, you know, over the years, I would do some research here and there. Maybe I should see a therapist for it. Never would follow through. And there's not a lot of info out there, which is where Lauren's going to come into play in a minute. And, and actually, is how I am originally came across Lauren. So, she's started this foundation she's going to tell us about. I feel like I've totally taken over here, <laughs> really? setting the scene. Um, and she's just got so many great things, but there's not a lot of information out there for it. But that's how I found Lauren. I stumbled across her. So I've been following her on Instagram. I follow her website. And then just like one morning I reached out. I'm like, I want to interview her. And so I asked and she was so gracious to be like, yes, I will be on your show. So Lauren, now that I've like totally talked, I want to turn it over to you and maybe you can kind of share a little bit more about, um, you know, with us about like your skin picking journey, how you um, came to create what you've created.
1: So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that intro. That was awesome. Um, thank you. I really (laughs) appreciate it. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and sharing. So thank you. Um, but yes, uh, I, my story really began um, when I started skin picking at age five. I was young too, like you, um, and I think that's something that I find is pretty common: is that a lot of us start at a young age, but for a lot, it might go away, come back, reemerge later in life. Um, but it kind of always begins, and it then ingrains itself as this coping mechanism, this way to regulate stimuli. But um, of course, growing up and starting, I didn't know any of that, and really had no idea why I was compulsively picking my skin. I mean, I've been doing it daily for about 28 years now. Um, I'm polka dotted and scars and sores head to toe. Mm. And uh, the difference is, is that I never knew why I was doing it, what I could do to help or how I could um, train to manage and eventually um, be in recovery. Uh, And so I'm happy to say that that's where um, my journey took me was to starting the Picking Me Foundation, as you mentioned. Um, and now I cre- have this community of uh, skin pickers um, behind me that we create resources for. And um, yeah, it's a little bit about me.
0: That's so great. So tell us more about now Picking Me Foundation. You guys are doing so much I've seen recently. You guys have, I think they're called fidget packs, right? Do you want to tell us, just tell us more about everything that you're doing for the dermatillomania community?
1: Sure, sure. I mean, well, one of the first things I think that I'd really say is the core of what I'm up to um, is really began with just sharing my story, right? And and, and um, it really was the kind of first game-changing thing in taking on my personal picking management. Um, for instance, you know, after going so many years doing anything and everything I could to make up why my skin looked the way it did or have you not asked too many questions or not look too closely, Um, I really became really good at creating this kind of false identity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I appeared fine and flourishing, um, but it really, I mean, the makeup, the concealing is just really such a metaphor for what I was going through. Um, And uh, where that took a turning point is when I, I had a name, I had a diagnosis, I had a term and a word. And when I had that, I felt like I got just a little bit of my identity back. And each of those things I had literally chipped away, um, I started to put back together the more and more I shared that I had dermatillomania. You know, I wasn't resorting to my Rolodex of reasons for why my skin looked the way it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sharing proudly and owning it. And uh, the more I did, um, the more I found others like me, and uh, the, more, the louder we were together, and uh, that's what kind of started the this momentum of storytelling, of sharing our stories, which really is the foundation of the Picking Me Foundation. I
0: love that so much that you, especially when you say that you just decided to start sharing about it, because there is, again, such a cloud of shame where you're hiding from it you're hiding away, you're wearing the long sleeves, you're putting the makeup on, Um, You know, even right now, I still, while I have many more coping tools, you know, there's still times where I find myself unconsciously doing it. And I found it a little worse during quarantine. So when you just made the metaphor of the makeup um, covering, I was thinking right now, us having to wear masks out in society almost has been like a perfect thing for, has just made me wonder because it's made me a little bit I guess, less aware of my skin picking because I'm thinking, oh, I don't have to go out into public. And if I do, then I get to cover my face anyways. So it's kind of made me think like, oh, when I'm having that thinking, what about these people that haven't found other resources? And, you know, are these other things for them too, that are letting them be able to further, you know, go down, go down concealing and hiding and not finding the help that they want, you know? So I just wanted to throw that little bit in there because no, that, I that, that correlation.
1: That's very interesting about the masks too. And I um, can relate to that and, and also have found the masks, um, encouraging people to try using the masks as a vehicle for other strategies. So for instance, one of my um, main two go tips for uh, starting to take on management are hydrocholine patches, right? These little um, kind of like blister patches that, You can put on triggering areas, uh, such as a a raised bump, a zit, a pimple, a picked scab. And these little patches um, pull out the impurities for you. They kind of do the dirty work for you, I like to say. And uh, when you have them on, or sometimes wearing them in general could be um, a little shameful. You don't want to put them on and go about your day. So um, I've actually been having good feedback by people, you know, putting them on under their masks and letting their skin uh, be the patches on. When you're out in public, get that mask on. And then at home where the patches extra help is, um, say your uh, fingers are scanning, right? Because I talk about picking as either focused versus scanning. So mm-hmm. if your fingers are scanning the body, when they hit that patch, that's a moment where I come back. I'm like, oh, my fingers are on my face. Because when my fingers were scanning before that, you know, they're desensitized to the feeling of skin. I don't notice it. But when they come across that silicone patch, um, it's like this moment where I, I come to It yeah.
0: triggers and snaps you back. Lauren, what a fantastic tip.
1: Yeah, Thanks.
0: Thank you so much. So you're talking about, I think that's one of the questions I had for you. Like, what are some tips? That was a fantastic tip for body scanning, because I find that's one thing like that. I'll just start doing with my face is you just start feeling along your face and I'm like, Oh, bump. And then like you say, you just start Not even realizing it. And I love the idea of the silicone patch bringing you back to like, oh, this feels kind of weird. Like, oh, wait a minute. I was, you know, (laughs) snapping you back. Oh, wait, what was I doing? What would you – now, I also, for my own personal self, my pencil, had a problem with like around the fingertips. Do you find that that's a common area too with people that you're just sitting here and just like –
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, I think one of the um, misconceptions is that skin picking has to occur just in one area or um, be at a certain um, amount or prevalence to be considered a disorder. Um, And I really Mm -hmm. think it's important to know ache you can be picking anywhere. Um, It can show up anywhere. Skin is everywhere. But um, also, it's really up to you if it impedes your day-to-day life. If the severity impedes your day-to-day life, then yes, I would talk to somebody about being a disorder. Um, But for fingers in general, I would definitely, I'm actually right now using one little fidget that I recommend. It is a guitar pick cover that has little bumps on it. And these come, you can um, actually get these. They'll be in our new fiddle packs that are um, gonna be updated with these because of how much I love them. Uh, (laughs) But these covers, they give me that sensation so that when I wanna be rubbing or moving my fingers, need to get that finger energy off my body, Mm -hmm. I can rub these bumps here, but it's also um, breathable. You know, it's something I can have on still type. I don't feel like it's a a clotted Band-Aid or a finger cut yes oh yeah these ones have been a little helpful
0: I love that so your fiddle packs what other kind of things do you have that come in there
1: sure sure yeah our fiddle packs are are super cool Um, I highly recommend them if you're looking for ways to keep your finger busy fingers busy and off your body Um, we have about 25 different fidget items that have been curated from skin pickers worldwide of suggestions, all tested out by us. Um, and, you know, I love I love all of them, stand by them. They range from things like tangles, um, which is this guy here. Oh my it's God. It's just another way of getting the finger movement um, busy and off the body. But more important than just having the fidget, uh, we talk about giving them one job, one purpose, one location, because that really increases the chance of using it. For instance, my tangle here—he lives on my keyboard. So um, if I'm at work, you know, I'm sitting here now working. But uh, if I go to the bathroom, I put my tangle on my keyboard so that when I come back, the first thing my fingers have to do is pick it up. Mm, pick it so up. then, you know, when I'm sitting down again, my fingers might not adjust something and then cut to they feel something, and now I'm you know stuck fixing a perceived imperfection. Uh huh my fingers grabbed this and now i'm you know reading through the email instead you know so little things like that but um other fidgets uh range from simple everyday objects to i don't know how everyday it is for everyone but pipe cleaners um which uh you know we again say you know do things like tie on your steering wheel or on your purse so that you always have something to keep busy with um to like fake grapes uh just something about that consistency the way it gives is actually very similar to skin and i find that there's something very soothing in rolling a fake grape um yeah and you know every time someone shops one of our fiddle packs we donate one to a dermatologist um a pediatrician or a sufferer in need to kind of keep the awareness going because that's really the first step here is um becoming aware
0: I Oh my gosh. I love that. I actually think I'm going to go pick up a fiddle pack when we're done because I'm getting so excited about you talking about all the different things that you do. I'm like, those are really great tips and techniques. Cause I'll find myself sitting at the computer working all day long. So any of my fellow entrepreneurs that I know are sitting at the computer and we've had this problem. These are some great tools. I'm like, I want to get one of those that you set on your keyboard and, um, you can just play with that, that nervous finger energy, because that's a lot for me. And then the perceived um, imperfections like you were talking about. So I want to point out um, dermatillomania is part of what we call body focused, repetitive behaviors. So it falls under that category of behaviors. And I know you probably have way more information about this than me. I just wanted to quickly touch on it. This can also incorporate Include things like um, trichotillomania, so that's pulling of the hair. So if you have, um, you know, if you sit and play with your hair, actually to the point of like pulling it out to where it's causing bald patches, or like Lauren said, the importance is it's impeding with like your day to day activities, or it's causing this element. I think of shame and secrecy and this needing to hide. That um, I know that that was a big part of it for me. It really you know, that really bothered me, that portion of it. Um, and then there's also, why am I thinking the nail chewing? I can't think of.
1: Yes. Nail biting, oh um, octopha- yes. um, and cheek biting actually too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really any repetitive behavior um, that is kind of like compulsively self-grooming.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I think all of that, but what I love is that like you specifically point out skin picking because like I said in my research I could find some uh, good amount of information about you know the overarching body focused repetitive behaviors and body dysmorphia and those kinds of things but as far as skin picking um I think what's really important about your foundation is tell us you're aren't you the only only foundation only nonprofit foundation that is specifically focused on skin picking and that community, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. You're, you're, you're spot on, you know, and I'm, I'm super proud of that too. Thank you for pointing that out. And, um, it's super important because, you know, trichotillomania has been diagnosable since, uh, the late seventies, early eighties, um, and skin picking has been only in the DSM five, uh, the big black book of mental illnesses, um, since, uh, 2013, um, officially known as excoriation disorder, which just sounds like devil's work to me, and it makes it more confusing. So, yeah. um, dermatillomania itself, in fact, means derma, skin till pull mania, madness. So, skin pull madness. Um, but yeah, I think when when I first found out that it was a, a term, I was elated. But unfortunately, I was um, immediately. Uh, defeated and deflated again because i saw how little awareness there was i saw how stigmatized it was in the already stigmatized mental health community with many professionals um considering it a mere a merely a bad habit or just a co-occurring bad habit um and you know even from my experience and growing up my life of all the professionals i met and all the specialists and, and never being um pointed in a direction uh, towards a home or a a community of this disorder and of this of these people, um, I kind of set out to create that um, home I was looking for. And, uh, you know, even in the statement picking me, I mean, I went from somebody who I couldn't say the word pick, like, Mm -hmm. you know, pick a color or pick a card or a restaurant or something. And whenever I heard pick, I just heard how bad I was! I heard how many times I've been had like, been yelled at to like stuff. a trigger. Oh yeah, yes, like a trigger. Yes, like exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, even in when we finally, when in this kind of evolving and coming together, I I wanted to say something or call us something, and even trying to say picking me was was hard because you know the, the idea of picking something else, but no, picking me. Like I'm picking me over picking me. And that kind of energized me and revved me up a little. And so this mantra of picking me over skin picking was born.
0: I love, I love that you shared with us how the name came about, like, what a, what an amazing story. Um, And I I love it because I've seen if you go, um, I'm going to have you share your social media here with us in a little bit. But if you go to their website, that's actually your hashtag is hashtag picking me. And you guys, I see are doing so many different um, events and so many um, just different things around that. So that is so cool to see. So hashtag picking me all over social media. Um, so as far as you guys are all over the place, like I said, you're doing all kinds of events. What if somebody wanted to get involved with you? Um, so we can donate and we can purchase products, but what if somebody wanted to like volunteer and wanted to help others?
1: Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. So there's definitely ways to get involved here and especially with, um, kind of our new environment and us adapting to really planning a lot of virtual events now. Um. But yes, of course, supporting uh, donating is is key. It's important. We are a nonprofit um, and we we do not receive gifts over $5,000. We're solely funded by donors. It's um, a community-based nonprofit. So uh, I'm really proud when anyone partakes in it. And um, besides donating, volunteer for sure. We um, have an internship program, which you can find more about um, online which we're currently adapting to make more uh, virtually workable. Um, But our volunteer program too is um, also found on our website. Um, Opportunities that come up there uh, range from uh, email writing asks, campaign asks, uh social media depending on what your interest is we have a need for you. And if you have something that you um are you know touched or moved by picking me and want to contribute a skill set um I we would love to hear from you. So awesome.
0: Awesome. And then I see too you guys feature um the stories of people too. So what if somebody really just wanted to share their story can they go to your website as well to to yeah. do that?
1: Yeah, um, so then other ways to just kind of be involved, um, you can share your story on the website, you can share um, as much or as little as you're comfortable with, but I really encourage people to take it as a moment to feel heard by people who get you. Um, It's a really special list of stories if you read through it. Um, And it's one of the places I love to go check and just relate to my people. Uh, So if you'd like to even start anonymously at first, that's fine but, um, feel free to add your story whenever you're ready or just read others. Uh, and also checking out, um, you know, like Kristen mentioned the hashtag picking me, but, um, uh, following that on social media and maybe if you weren't ready yet to share your own story using that hashtag, you could create a different kind of Instagram account, a Finsta, Mm -hmm. a fake Insta, (laughs) and, um, start to just kind of follow your skin picking community friends and just relate and, and get your feet wet um, with self advocacy that way. Uh, and also I'd recommend our um, support group for sure, uh, which we now have moved um, virtually. Um, mm-hmm. It's our online skin picking support group. It's the only online skin picking support group. Uh, we've been around now since April. and. Um, I yes, I would love uh, to see that grow. I mean, it's continuing to grow. We have about 20 to 30 members every first to third Tuesday of the month. Um, So you can sign up on our website to learn more information uh, and about group. And the main thing in group that you know, you could experience is kind of like reading those stories, you're with your people, you know, it's a moment um, where I'm showing up for myself and taking some time to Really focus on me by spending some time listening and learning from people who are going through things just like me. It's really, really a powerful place. I highly recommend a group.
0: I think that that's so important. Like you said, being surrounded by other people who just get it, who just get what you're going through, what you're experiencing, how you're feeling about it, who can offer tips. Like everything I've learned from you, I'm like, I'm these are amazing tips. Like I think that that's so important to have that so. that support space, especially for things that are really, um, I want to say not the word, like, like maybe niched, maybe very particular like this, you know what I mean? Um, so all that talk now tell us where we can find you on social media. Um, I'm going to include everything in show notes as well so that people can link to it, but go ahead and tell us like what, what social media accounts do you have that we can come check out and follow.
1: Sure, absolutely. So um, I highly recommend following us on Instagram, which is our @pickingmefdn me FDN or foundation. And that's actually our same username across um, all social media. Uh, Instagram is probably our most active platform. Um, so definitely recommend there, but on Twitter and Facebook, uh, you can participate in our, in our initiatives, different challenges, and you're mainly talking with me, so um, I hope and encourage you to reach out to at PickingMeFDN.
0: I love that so much. And then your website, I know it's pickingme.org, right?
1: Yeah, correct. Okay. And on the website, I definitely recommend signing up for the email list. Uh, that's one way to uh, stay involved and hear from um, the Picking me community, kind of what our up-and-coming events are, news, uh, updates, tips, everything.
0: Yes, I think that's how I saw your whole campaign that we were, um that you were running a whole campaign and you, we met, you met your goal, right? I say we met, we met our goal. No,
1: it's a we, you oh, definitely, yes, you were part of this community and we met the goal. I mean, it was incredible. It was for our fourth birthday and we were able to read our $4,000 goal and so proud of this community and how they came together.
0: That's so exciting. I know I saw that in your um, follow up email a couple of days later. You're like, we met our goal. And then the donor was going to like double. And I'm like, that's so exciting.
1: I mean, it just speaks to how moved. I mean, this donor struggled too. um, And, uh, you know, just how moved to see others out there, you know, because I think all of us who really struggle with skin picking have felt so alone in this that when you see a movement like so many coming together to help us keep our office, you know, it's, it's moving. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, Lauren, do you have anything, anything that we didn't cover that you, um, you think that would be really important for somebody to hear today? Do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do actually. Um, I think one of the things I'd love someone to take away is um, you don't have to be going for pick free here. Uh, I think what really was, um, you know, really changed my, my mindset was when I, I went from not pick free, but just to um, experiencing progress. And I, that's kind of what I stand for now. We stand for progress over perfection. It's all about setting mini goals to experience mini wins and kind of keep that momentum going, that progress building, and that's where happy happens. So when I live in that and kind of aim towards that, um, I've found, I know, found me again.
0: Oh my gosh. That is so important. Thank you for saying that because I almost feel like I needed to hear that in a way too, because too often we feel like we're not succeeding or maybe we can't share our story or maybe we can't help somebody else because we've not achieved that perfect state ourselves. Or, you know, I, there's still once in a while, I still slip up and do it. Or how can I help somebody else if I've not 100% resolved this? So Thank you so much for throwing that in at the end, because I think that I really needed to hear that too, because, you know, there's still those days it's better. And I have other, we have other tools, but there's just, you know, I think like anything you're in recovery from anything, there's still going to be those days where it still crops up and you're still going to have to be a little bit more aware of, you know, yeah. a little bit more aware of it being there.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Thank you so so much Lauren for being here today for giving your time to be on the show. Um I'm so excited for this like uh, there's just so many good tips that you gave us today and um you're just such a warm and welcoming and friendly person and I can already just see why your community loves you so much and um why they are such huge supporters of you and your community and and everything that you're doing. So I just thank you so much for being here today, Lauren.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you. That means the world to hear. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on instagram it's at underscore christy martin and let me know what you want to hear more of go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and i will see you next time